Hello everyone and welcome to a new edition of the Winging It podcast. Today we're going to be looking at the silly season and who we think is going to be lining up on the 2021 uh, grid in Melbourne. Hopefully we'll get there this year. Um, so we it's the first weekend without F1 um, since it started. So how are you guys feeling? I'm with Freddie and Nigel. So how are you guys feeling? Yeah, I'm doing good. Um... F1's back, and that's brilliant. It's been an interesting fight at the front, hasn't it? Yeah, well, not really, but uh, <laughs> in, in the midfield, it's been good. And, yeah, I've, I've been all right. I've had, I've had a haircut, so now I've got the shortest hair out of us, really, so that's great. Looking amazing, yeah, we've guys. Been kind of alter- we've been alternating <laughs> through haircuts, so it's Freddie's turn next week. Turn up with new hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like it a lot. Yeah, so do I. Stop it. Um, <laughs> um, well, this has been a weird start. But um, <laughs> firstly, um, just to mention that we have a Twitter account. Finally, we've set one up. It is at Winging It F1. So we would greatly appreciate it if you could give that a follow. We'll be posting our updates from that and uh, little clips from each podcast for you to listen so yeah please give that a follow um but we'll move on we are talking about the grid but first we'll just give a bit of airtime to Alonso who's returning in 2021 two-time world champion to Renault the team that he won his two championships with um we I don't think we existed when the move was announced um but mm-hmm. we thought it would just be worth giving it a bit of airtime now because it has kind of divided opinion a bit um so, Freddie, what's your kind of take on it? My first, my first perspective when it, it was announced and when it was heavily rumoured, I was a bit like, I'm done with Alonso. I can't be bothered anymore. He's just he's going to come in. He's going to dictate the narrative, and that's going to be it. But I've, I've, I've been brought round a bit to this is a statement and a half from Renault. I mean, like they've lost one big driver, and they could have easily just gone, oh, well, we've lost, we've lost Ricardo. Let's put in... Joe or Lungard or someone, whoever does well in Formula 2, and then just see how it goes, and that's it. And it's not really a big statement from them for the future of the sport, but signing Alonso is a good way of them going, yeah, we're here, we want to compete. Um, Don't have any worries about us leaving. We're going to sign one of the absolute best drivers in the world right now and the past 20 years. And I think that's, that's really good from Renault. I think they're going to... They want to maximise their performance, and they've done that by hiring Alonso. So, yeah, we've got another. We've got one of the best drivers in the in the world back on the grid. That's that's pretty good, to be honest. Yeah, for me, the biggest argument that I've seen against Alonso's return is his speed, which is something I don't really get because yeah. in 2018 he he outqualified Stoffel Van Dorn, his teammate, in every single race. It was 21 nil, and some might say, "Oh, that was two years ago." Well, last year, he won Daytona and he won Le Mans. And his stint at Daytona and his night stint at Le Mans, I think it was last year or the previous year, he's won it two times, of course. They were absolutely exceptional. Two of the best stints I have ever seen. And then, if you think eSports is like a, a realistic thing, I guess, Alonso has been amazing in that as well. So, I don't think speed is going to be a problem, of course, I might be wrong, but from what we've seen so far in the last two or three years, Le Monde Daytona dominating his teammate in his final year in F1 in 2018, 
that he speed shouldn't be a problem. He's also got experience as well. He's got bags of it, which is something that an F2 rookie wouldn't have. And and for the new 2022 cars, developing and making sure that you go to, go in the right direction is another key factor. And for F1 teams, they want a superstar as well, especially Renault. It's a manufacturer. They want world championships in a few years, hopefully, for, for them. So then Alonso brings that marketing factor. And, and in Spain, we've seen how the TV figures and, uh, and the Spanish Grand Prix has come under threat simply because Alonso left for the one two years ago. But now, we, now he's back. We should see Spain like come back again with F1. It should be great again. So that's why I think Alonso coming back is a good thing for F1. It's great for Renault. And he should be right, right up there once again. Did he win a yeah, dark stage? I think he did. I think yeah. he did, yeah. I mean, that's just versatility it, to the next level. Yeah. And Dakar mm. is so, so tough. Of course, he's got yeah. the Indy 500 in, in August as well. We saw how mm. well he did. Not last year, obviously. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll ignore that. But three years ago, <laughs> with, yeah, and with McLaren doing pretty well in IndyCar this year as well, yeah. he, he should, should manage to... to to qualify this time and I think he should be towards the front hopefully he might not win but I think he can show some good form this year in the end and it's just great to have him back in that form next year yeah I kind of when it was first announced I think I was a bit like Freddie I wasn't that much of a fan and I kind of thought um, you know he'll come in two years you know or, or whatever but you know I'd maybe rather that had gone to an F2 driver who you know could build a future you know for for a long time in F1 and become a mainstay there but yeah I think I'm kind of getting on the hype train now that I think it is exciting um and yeah it's a good way to replace Ricardo I think you know they signed him as their kind of big name superstar driver um and Alonso you know the next level up from that I think that's really good um I guess the worry is will it kind of be like with McLaren where he came in and got disenfranchised with it and, you know, ended up probably hampering them by the end rather than um, helping them. But that remains to be seen. I think his mindset coming into this stint will probably be different because he knows it's his last chance at mm. F1, really. He's also realised how much he's missed F1, yeah. I think, because yeah. cause he could have easily done a full IndyCar season. And it surprised me that he hasn't for, for whatever reason. Especially since the IndyCar season is only six months long, I think, because it usually ends in September if it's uh, if it's a normal normal year. But he hasn't done that, so he's realised how much he's missed F1, and so yeah, he, he's he's back, and hopefully he should be on on top of his game because on his day, he is one of the few drivers that can probably take on Hamilton and and Max Verstappen. So yeah, whether he will be. Uh, at that level, we'll find out. But it's great to have him back. Yeah, I saw some people saying, "Oh, it would spice up the midfield battle." But I kind of, from what we've seen so far, you know, it <laughs> doesn't need that much spicing up. Um, it's pretty decent already. But we will, um, we'll come to Renault later. Though probably not spend too much time on them. But we've all um, gone away on our own independently and drew up lists of who we think is going to be in each team for 2021. And we're going to go through team by team and discuss those. I think some teams there won't be much discussion about some. There'll be a lot and a lot of debate. So that's going to be very fun. But we'll start with Mercedes, the 
2020 constructors champions in waiting and uh, <laughs> that's I'd, depressing hamilton, <laughs> um hamilton and bottas i'd put has anyone changed has anyone deviated from that yeah i've gone past the maldonado no i'm only, I'm only joking, yes. I'm only joking. <laughs> uh, yeah it'll be interesting to see how long their contracts are actually because if mercedes mm. are going to pull out post 2021 then you'd think hamilton and bottas only get a one-year contract, but if they have a two- or three-year contract, especially Lewis, then it suggests that Mercedes will stay in F1 for the, for, the long, for the long term. There's obviously the Russell debate too, and there's been a lot of noises about um, Mercedes respecting Williams' three-year contract they had with Russell, which is until next year. And that gives an impression that the, there's been a bit of talk of, do we want to promote George or not? And I think they are considering Russell for a 2022 seat. Yeah, I read that news as that they wanted Russell in, but they couldn't get him, basically. Um, hmm. I yeah. think. Oh, really? I can see that. Yeah, I don't know. I, that, that's just kind of what I thought when, you know, as I read it, but, yeah. you know, not got well, anything kind of concrete off that. But. For me, for me I, I don't see Russell as an upgrade over Bottas. I know that might seem yeah. a bit controversial, but. Bottas is a really good driver for me. And, and Russell, yes, he's been doing great against his teammates. But the problem he's had is that he's not been up, up against someone like, I don't know, Sainz or Ricardo. Hamilton. Up against the, yeah, or Hamilton. <laughs> he's not been up against a, a, a big name. He's, he, he was his teammate last year. I completely forgot. A bit, sir. Yeah, Kibitza. I see, I forgot. <laughs> That's how, how bad it is. Uh, but yeah, so I think Russell just has to be careful. He can't do any more other than beat his teammate. But he's just got to be careful his, his status and his stock doesn't drop because he's been forgotten about, essentially. But yeah, for, for me, I'm, I think Bottas, staying at Mercedes, is, is the right, right thing. Mm-hmm. I guess the... The only thing with Russell is if you bring him in kind of in his first drive in a big team against Hamilton, how you exactly. know will that actually help or hinder him? But um, yeah, I I think Bottas is safe for another year. Um, I think we all agree on that. So move yeah. on to yeah. Red, Bull. Red Bull. Red um, Bull. Max Verstappen is, you know, we think he's in there. He's multi-year deal till twenty twenty three. Nigel, is that? Yeah. That's correct, yeah. Um, so, who are we putting alongside him in the seat for 2021? Nigel, do you want to go? I've said Sebastian Vettel. I've been bored. I uh, have that too. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm really 50-50 as to what Vettel does. Is he going to go to Red Bull or is he going to go to Racing Point, which we asked him Martin next year. And I've just tossed a coin and gone for Red Bull. <laughs> no, and yeah, I just think he owes loyalty maybe because Red Bull gave him the first chance. They uh, helped him to four world titles, of course, and he has nothing to lose really of going up against Max at Red Bull. And yeah, I'm, see, I'm, I'm I'm regretting saying he's going to Red Bull now. <laughs> now I think he's going to go to Aston Martin. I really yeah. don't know, but I've said I've said Red Bull, so yeah, that's my guess. Yeah, I've said that too. I think, I think the the kind of rumours about him to whichever team won't go away anyway. I mean, so we can't really discount anything. He's probably having talks across the grid. But 
is a shrewd operator is Sebastian Vettel and so are Red Bull. They know what they need and what they want and they want a teammate who's going to be very fast. And if they're not going to get that from their junior program at the moment, they may as well go and get the swan song years of their four-time world champion. I haven't gone for Sebastian Vettel. I've gone for Alexander Albon to stay yeah. in the seat. Mm. Um, I have kept Vettel on the grid and we'll see that later. But I, I kind of feel like putting... I was actually in my mind thinking about Perez as well to Red Bull. Um, but I didn't go for it. But the, the reasoning is the same. That I think if you, if you put Vettel in, it's kind of a win now. You know, you put in kind of all of it. He's not going to stay there for ages. And I feel like they do that if they were in a position to win the Constructors' Championship. But if they're not, and I don't think they will be, considering 2021 cars will be an evolution um, to the most part, then... I think they'd be better off giving Albon another year because don't forget it's his second year. He's you know three races into his second season. He got promoted very early, earlier than Ricardo or Vettel or Verstappen did. And yeah, I just I think they wouldn't really be kind of finding out what Verstappen promised. Uh, sorry, what Albon promised if they you know point him out of the seat in after only a year and a bit in it. That was kind of my thinking behind it. Question for you. So why not Gasly? Because um, he, he just didn't kind of show anything in Red Bull. Mm. I think Albon has shown kind of promise. And what, um, what Horner said when they got rid of Gasly was he kind of wasn't going for moves. He was just mm. kind of his ceiling was pretty low in terms of, you know, once he got into a position in the race that he was kind of stuck there really. And I feel like Albon isn't, you know, we saw it this weekend that he started 13th and finished fifth. You know, he is, he's made a few good kind of recovery drives and, you know, he's been in position to podium or win. He's just kind of, you know, been taken out by Lewis both times. So I think he has shown a lot more than Gasly. Um, After kind of less time in the sport, he only had half a year just over half a year before going in. I think um, Albon is fighting for the seat more than Gasly was. I think there's a yeah. def- definite consensus that Gasly was able to sort of let it get to his head quite a lot and wouldn't really know what to do with it. Whereas Albon's offering a bit more um, knowledge and a bit more sen- sense in how to keep going and keep the seat and make his performance better. Whereas Gasly was a bit more, I don't know what's going on. Um, mm. And I think Red Bull have definitely been impressed by that. They've been quite candid about that, to be honest. So, um, also there is obvious, obvious, um, com- an obvious conversation about the environment. And Gasly's thrived at Toro Rosso so much, and AlphaTauri now. Now, um, and there's just got to be a reason why he has done there and not at Red Bull. Hmm. Do you do you both think that Red Bull will be in a bit? silly by not going outside the driver program because they've had a chance this year and last year really to go for a driver that's not within the program um well their their three best drivers at red bull have been vettel ricardo and verstappen who've all come through the driver program Weber didn't i no but i 
but Weber essentially at built the same level. Weber and Coulthard essentially built that team, and um, yeah. Coulthard ducked out before it became a winning car. And mm. Weber should have won the 2010 World Championship, arguably. Um, well, we can sure. argue about we can argue that championship exactly. Um, yeah. So I think but, outside isn't bad, and we've seen that with um, every other driver. Um, I guess it's also what their aim is in the sport, whether it's kind of, you know, to, yeah, to prove, prove that their model kind of works. And it does, you know, from what other teams are trying to follow that less successfully. Do you think uh, Vettel would be that much of an upgrade over Albon? Because I'm kind of not totally convinced he would. I think he's not, he struggled against Leclerc. He struggled against Ricardo when they were together and he's kind of wheel to wheel he's not proved himself great kind of I, I don't think he has struggled against Leclerc to be honest I think last year they were evenly matched and I can't really say who was better he, his Vettel's race pace is very very strong and over in qualifying as well he, he's a match for Charles in, at, at Ferrari so for me I think yeah just general raw pace I think he will be an upgrade over over Albon. And in how to operate as a driver in a in a high class team at the front of Formula One, he also I mean he also has done that since two thousand and nine. He's not. You could argue this year is not because of Ferrari's position, but they're they're still controlling themselves like a top team. They're still going to act like a top team. So he is still a top team driver and. He's won world championships and won races up until last year to, to boot to prove that he knows how to how to do it and has been there, done that, got the t-shirt, which Albon hasn't. Yeah, I don't see Albon being a top driver. That's my that's my problem. Whereas Vettel has been a top driver. He might not be as good as he as he was, but I still think he's very very good. And if you had to, if he gave me to say a top ten. Uh, list of who's the best drivers on the grid. I would definitely have Vettel quite a few places above above Albon. Yeah, I I do think it's probably. I think it's more of a yeah. <laughs> I think it's more of a gut feeling for me. Um, I've not really got much yeah. to back it up, which is great. But yeah, I, and I feel or I feel like if he even if he is an upgrade, kind of the you know probably having to pay him more and and all of you know the the risk of you know, how kind of committed will he be potentially, um, you know, because, yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of not sure he would be an amazing upgrade over Albon, but, you know, we'll see. And I think it would be a great kind of story for him to go back to Red Bull and see how that turns out. Um, oh, yeah. And then we move on to McLaren, probably won't spend as much time. Oh, um, just on Red Bull, I do think that will be the kind of, in mine anyway, that was kind of the big domino that I was trying to work out how that fell. And then that kind yes. of set off quite a few other um, decisions that I made. But that was the one that I worked out first. Um, but moving on to McLaren, probably won't talk about them for too long because they've got Lando Norris and Daniel Ricciardo under contract till 2022. Anything Quality line say? up. Yeah. Um, Anything uh, else to add? <laughs> well, I think Ricciardo initially wanted to go to Ferrari, didn't he? But seeing how yeah. Ferrari is now... <laughs> Going to McLaren might be might have been a wise choice because McLaren look like they'll be they'll they're they're under up especially with Mercedes engines coming into the team next year. So 
Ricardo and Norris is a great lineup, and yeah, I think McLaren have got something special coming within the next few years. I think Ricardo's going to have his work cut out with Norris as well. Norris is yeah, fantastic little little driver, and he's come out of the blocks this year so well. And he was people. I think people were a bit unfair on him last year. I think he did had, had a brilliant uh, rookie mm. season in Formula One, and he was hampered by a lack of confidence a bit of reliability and just the experience of his teammate who was in his, what, fifth season in Formula 1 last year? And he out-qualified science, so he's got immense pace already, which is just going to develop. And then he's, going to, he's figured out a lot of how to race in Formula 1. And I think Ricardo and him are going to be one of the strongest driver pairings on the grid. I did see something, I can't remember if it was from the race or Autosport, about... McLaren, with their move to Mercedes engines, they're mm. going to kind of have to use a lot of their development tokens or yeah. to just oh, kind of fit wow. in, to just adapt yeah. the car to sure. that. And that will probably hamper how much they can actually develop in other areas. Um, so, you know, I don't know kind of too much about that, but that's just something to note. Um, but yeah, I think quality driver um, lineup. I also thought um, Lando taking apart the car and packing up last week in Hungary was yeah. just such a quality. It kind of goes against Old all of school. the stereotypes of F1 drivers that you see now. Um, and I just thought that was a really quality image. Um, yeah, so you had Ricardo and Verstappen on their private jet back to Monaco. Yeah. And then yeah. you had Lando Norris sitting in the team, the team pack-down kit yeah. with a screwdriver underneath his car, taking apart where yeah. it was And just, yeah, good on him. What, what an absolute guy. That's Although, what you can I really also, say. I also thought Verstappen's tweet saying, oh, I thought I'd give my mate a lift home was quite, uh, <laughs> yeah. I thought that was quite quality as well. Um, but yeah, and Norris, I agree. He probably didn't have the best look last season, but he's really kicked on this season. Yeah. Nigel, have you got anything to add? Uh, it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top because if Norris can beat Ricardo, his stock is going to rise massively and, you know, there's going to be big things for him in, in the future. So, yeah, I, I look at the lineup and I really don't know who will beat the other driver. I think mm. they're going to be quite equal. I think it'll be like Vettel and, and, and Leclerc at Ferrari. So, yeah, it's, it's a great lineup. And if one driver can beat the other, then it's going to do like massive things for them in the future. Zach Brown is buzzing, isn't he? Yeah, he's absolutely having a ball in that team at the moment. I mean, he came in in 2016 when it was a bit like, oh, we've got to police Fernando, we've got to police Fernando. And now he's, he's just like, oh, look at this. We're, we're doing this on our own. We don't need a mega driver. We've got our own driver with Lando Norris, who's, his, who's his signing to the team. He's not left over from Ron Dennis. Um, with side, all his signings to the team and now bring the team forward. And he's just... He's played a bit of a long game and it's working out for him. And now he's got Ricardo to come. and. He's convinced Ricardo from, so they offered him a seat, I think, for 2019. Ricardo said no, went to Renault, which on 2018 form, yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, uh, but they obviously viewed him as a significant replacement to Alonso, which is high praise. And, and now they've, they've performed well enough to get Ricardo to jump ship from Renault to mm. McLaren. And yeah, McLaren, yeah, like you say, Nigel, they've got something special coming in the next few years. They're a team who has needed to have a turnaround, and they have. Yeah. I also just think the – I mentioned it before, but when they swapped drivers in the Styrian Grand Prix, that just kind of, to me, showed how 
harmonious the team is in the but you know Carlos did it I think he he let Norris have the DRS and kind of did it in the optimum place he didn't try and disrupt his lap at all and you know it worked out for most drivers but I just think that kind of that moment just showed for me how well they're doing um snap prediction of who will come out on top out of Norris and Ricardo go Ricardo um yeah Ricardo Seeing how he obliterated Hulkenberg. <laughs> Norris. Partly to change it up. Um, yeah, that's fair Mark, enough. I think we haven't looked back um, in two yeah, years. No, no, we will not. Uh, I'll probably <laughs> change Martin. it by January next year. Anyway. Aston Martin, currently racing point, but next year they are getting taken over by Aston Martin. Yes. And officially, they've got contracted drivers. They've got Stroll contracted until the end of 2021. And they have Perez on a multi-year deal till the end of 2022. But it's not looking that simple. Um, I think it was was revealed the other day that Perez has an exit clause in his contract. And he said that it would be obvious, um, was his quote, who would leave if um, another driver came in. And he said that he's a um, father and he'd know what he'd do for his son. Um, or what decision he'd make if his son was in the position. So, um, who wants to go first on this? Well, Freddie, go on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think considering Sebastian Vettel is going to Red Bull, he is not going to Aston Martin because Aston Martin is retaining their lineup of Sergio Perez and Lance Stroll. That's what I've said. <laughs> After all well, this, they're just going to stick with their lineup. Yeah. Um, I yeah. have put Vettel. I've put Vettel going in place of Sergio Perez. Mm-hmm. Um, partly, yeah, as I say, Red Bull was kind of the big domino to fall. And once I kind of thought about that, then Aston Martin was the, you know, obvious landing spot for Vettel. And I think if mm-hmm. he would come in, given what I think up until I'd seen Perez's comments, I was kind of leaning towards, well, I, I was pretty 50 50 about who would go. Um, possibly leaning towards Stroll, but after mm. seeing that, it kind of, he seemed, without actually saying it, he seems to be saying that he would be the one leaving from that situation. He seems um, relatively at peace with it. Which yeah. Because um, in our podcast last week, we were, well, I think I was definitely a bit sort of con- uh, final about how we need to see the credibility of this team and keeping Perez would show the credibility of a works outfit. But then also, if you've got a dad who's going to buy Aston Martin, then he's not going to, you know, he's going to do that. He loves his son. He loves, Lawrence loves Lance. Sweet. And he's he's, he's got the capability to go to such a level. And that's what Perez has said. So it's a bit like, then you kind of think about it at that level. Like, why would he not go this step further? Yeah, I I want to see Vettel and Perez at Aston Martin. That's what I prefer, but I I just don't see That's Stroll right. kicking out Stroll. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a tough one. I'm, again, I'm fifty fifty. I think what we all know is that Vettel will be on the grid next year. He's not going to yeah to 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 leave F one. It's just whether he also has to Aston Martin or Red Bull. No. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I do. I am really interested to see how Stroll goes this season because I feel like looking at Racing Point, you think Perez. You know, he's already got 
you know, podiums over kind of quite a long span. And he seems to be kind of more of a known quantity, whereas I feel like Stroll is still a bit of an unknown quantity. And he's, yeah. he has improved as he's gone through. And we said last week that his qualifying pace seems to have really stepped up this season. And I feel Andrew like, Rose you know, he does, have, he does have a chance to kind of really put himself up, elevate himself. And the position he's in this year, he could be getting podiums and wins if maybe that's a bit harsh, but definitely podiums. But well, yeah, crazy I, race is coming up at Silverstone. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, <laughs> where would you, actually, we'll do that later where the Stroll Vettel lineup would go because um, we've not revealed many so far. But I, I would be interested to hear your thoughts on where you think um, a Stroll Vessel lineup would kind of rank um, after we've gone through this. Mm. Um, yeah, okay. But we'll move on to Vessel's old team now, Ferrari. And you're still there. <laughs> <laughs> and there's Leclerc has been locked into a big five-year deal until the end yeah. of 2024. That was kind of really you know, putting all their chips on the table about where they're going. And Sainz, they signed him as the number two driver, or to start with anyway, he's got a two-year deal to the end of 2022. Um, firstly, have, you, have any of you thought there's going to be some crazy scenario where these aren't going to be in the car? I, I, uh, we've seen no. Ferrari are so dogged, aren't they? They're just like, we've got to do yeah. our own thing. We've got to sack Vettel. <laughs> he, he's, he's not performing well. No, he's really bad. Um, <laughs> Don't you, what, what did you mean that he, 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 he actually matched the clerk last year? No, he didn't. The writing, were on, the writing was on the wall for Vettel um, as soon as that contract was announced in January for the clerk. It was an absolute shock, but as a statement and a half. And Ferrari know where they want to go, and that is they want to just go forward. And I don't know if they've got a mindset of, oh, we can't look back, but I don't know. Oh, it, seems a bit, it seems a bit, I don't really know where Ferrari want to go. They just have said, mm. we want a bit of youth in the team. Youth is good. Cool. <laughs> I, on that, you both, you both mentioned it. I don't think Vettel and Leclerc were even last year. Because Leclerc out-qualified. I mean, I can't, off the top of my head, I think he, he out-qualified. Did. He did out-qualify, got more, yeah. Got more wins, more poles, more points. Way more poles. All after starting the season as a number two driver and... Um, like you know, it's his first year in a top team and only his second year in the sport. I thought, you know, I view that as a pretty um, unequivocal defeat for Vettel. He only beat Vettel by about fifteen points or so, and if mm. Vettel had won in Sochi, he would have been, I think, about level with him in points at the end of the year. Yeah. And also, yeah. we get if we get against the Canada, if he got the seven points in Canada more than he would have arguably then been ahead of Leclerc. And I think with Vettel, with the level of performances that Leclerc did over the year, they were really good and really consistent. And Vettel had some naff performances. But then he still came through at the end. And that shows the quality of a driver of his years. He still came through to be so close on points to Leclerc that it was going down to the final race and where they would sit with points. So I think there is still a le- there's, there was such there was still a level. I mean, yeah, they were seesawing. And there are a few people throwing around a stat of, oh, Leclerc out-qualified Vettel at all these line of races, um, ignoring the fact, ignoring a lot of Ferrari's reliability issues in the qualifying. Um, and, yeah. I mean, I think 
Leclerc did do a much better job than Vettel because he was a rookie. But Vettel also did a much better job than he's done in the past against rookies. He did much better than he did against Ricardo. And that's, that's development as a driver because he didn't just roll over and let him have it. Yeah. I mean, Leclerc, he was pretty much nailed on to winning Bahrain if his engine hadn't packed up. And I don't think Vettel was as um, yeah, that's kind of nailed on to winning right. Russia. That's a Vettel also, mistake in Bahrain. If Vettel hadn't spun mm. in the wash of Hamilton, which is kind of, yeah, it's a stupid mistake from Vettel. Um, if he hadn't done that, then he should have picked up the win. And he, he all, should have been aspects to it. It should have been a one-two in um, Spa. It should have been a one-two in Monza. And those were Spa. Leclerc was just better. And Monza yeah. Vettel was an absolute oh god, yeah, yeah See, a fool. That's the thing. So and, were and then he crashed into. Yeah, Sorry, he crashed um, into you go. Yeah, well, but then he also crashed into Leclerc of Brazil, and you know yeah. the Canada, the Canada. We, I think we've got different views on it, and I know, yeah. you know, it, it was a harsh penalty, but it was it still was Vettel. The law, wasn't it? But it was also Vettel made the mistake under pressure. Yeah. You yeah. know, it, it, whether it deserved a penalty or not, you know, he still put himself in the position where you know he was in, you know, potentially going to give it, and it was his mistake mm-hmm. from that. Oh, um, yeah. You're right. So yeah. I think, yeah, I think, yeah, like I say, the argument, sorry, Nigel, the argument sorry. is um, <laughs> that, like, he was still there at the end of the season despite lots of issues. And I think if Vettel cleans up his act, which obviously is necessary for anyone who's signing Vettel, they're going to say, clean up your act. And, yeah, and then he's a cut, a cut above, I think, in terms of championship end of. But obviously that will come with Leclerc. Yeah, I think Vettel made more mistakes, which made him look worse than he was, kind of thing. And obviously, he should definitely not be making those kind of errors as a driver. But I think on race pace especially, Vettel was definitely a match, if not better than than Leclerc. Uh, I think qualifying, yeah, Leclerc was better than, than Vettel. But for me, there's, there was nothing. There was nothing Leclerc did better other than make a few less errors. But luckily, even himself made some some, some mistakes. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I've convinced you to change your mind. I don't think you've <laughs> convinced me that. Um, no, that's fair enough. I, I do think Vettel's actually, his stock has risen and Leclerc has fallen this season, but we should probably talk about that. There's not so the day. to see this season, is there? Yeah. Um, but just quick word on science. Is it a forward move? Is it a sideways move? Is it a backwards move from him? When it was announced, it was a forwards move. And that's what we've got yeah. to look at. Now it's a sideways yeah. move. But in up until July, it was a, it was a forwards move for science. And I think it was yeah. the right move for him at the time. And I think, I'd agree with that. In, I think in 2022, it will be the right move. So. I was surprised that they went for well. I don't. I was surprised Vettel well, is leaving Ferrari. Actually, I, I'm surprised at that. I, I know that sounds a bit mad, but for me, I, I thought he would stay, especially before the season that had even started. Because what if Vettel turned out to perform better than, than hmm. Leclerc this year? Then you know you might as well keep him. Uh, Sides at Ferrari, yeah, I think that's a good move for him. Sideways move, I'd say if I if I had to. What type of move it is, 
But mm. yeah, Ferrari could have really gone for quite a few people, couldn't they? But they've decided to mm. go with a young lineup. I think it's the youngest lineup since nineteen fifty something or sixty something. That yeah. Yeah, it, thought, it's an interesting move. I thought Perez would have been a good... Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I, but I, I think good. he really would have regretted his long contract with Racing Point because at, at that time when he signed it, like uh, whether it was October, September last year, and it was such a, it was such a brilliant deal for Perez that. But um, you kind of think if he had signed a one-year contract with an mm. option, then... I think Racing Point would be more than happy to let him go to Ferrari because they understand Otmar Safnau is such a quality principal. He would understand that, that that Perez would want to go there. And I think Perez would have been a handy driver there. I was convinced he was going to go there a couple of years ago, um, but, he, mm. but he didn't. They kept Raikkonen, really, believe it or not. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to talk about uh, Ferrari more, but we have to move on time-wise. Yeah, we've been um, going on for ages. Yeah. Um, especially for a lineup that's set in stone. So we're halfway through the teams now, and just want to say to our listeners and watchers, give us your thoughts. Um, you can tweet us at Winging It F1. If you're watching on YouTube, you can do the comment section, or if you're particularly enraged at one of us for something we said, then you can at us at Twitter. So mine is at Adam Dickinson01. Mine is at Nigel C. Journal. And I am Fred Coates1999. So, yeah, we'd love to hear what your thoughts are on the driving market because there's so many ways it could go. Um, so, yeah, give us a comment there. We really appreciate it. But we'll move on now to Renault. I wonder how many comments we're going to get. Uh, none. So, ah. <laughs> I'll, I'll comment, Adam. I'll do it. <laughs> um, so, Renault, they have Ocon until 2021 and Alonso until 2022, plus a one-year option. Um, I don't see it changing, really, but I would, I do kind of like the thought, given how Ocon's not really set the world alight, I do kind of like the thought of Gasly going and replacing Ocon. Um, mm. I don't think it will happen, but I just think it is a nice one to throw out there. Uh, Renault were too stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> I like the thought of that. I thought Gazi and Ocon would be a hilarious lineup because they absolutely hate each other now. They used to be really good <laughs> yeah. friends. But they, they have their own mini rivalry and it's brilliant. And if they got put in a team by Cyril Irritable, sorry, a beatball, then it would be just brilliant. I thought it would be a brilliant little storyline. But it's not. And I think Gazi would do really well if he gets picked up by a team outside of the Rebel programme. We've already spoken about yeah. that programme at length. Yeah. I kind of liked it for that reason and you know he is fast and Ocon's kind of not he's only been three races and we'll have to see but I hope he does the world like so far I hope he does better because he was really good at racing point Ocon and I've been, mm. I have been disappointed with him and there's only so much you can put down to the sabbatical year but he didn't have, really have any yeah. run in the car last year and yeah. I felt sorry for him in Australia I'm very sorry for him in Australia next <laughs> year next year's a huge year for, for Esteban Ocon yeah. because if he gets beat by Alonso then his F1 career might be over quite mm. quickly so it's a massive massive year for, for, for Ocon we can insert a Nico Rosberg fireball in the edit there <laughs> but is his career over um, I, can't, I commented about Gasly to Renault on WTF1 and got a shout out on their podcast so that's my uh, podcasting highlights so far. It's kind of us <laughs> to give a shout out to them. Yeah, they need. Yeah, it. exactly. 
Um, but we'll obviously not too much to say. We already talked about Alonso. Um, we'll go on, as you mentioned, the Red Bull program. We thought we'd talk about them a bit more and go on to Alpha Tauri, ex Toro Rosso, still the Red Bull junior team. Um, and yeah, what are your thoughts on that? They've not got anyone locked in so far. Um, so what are you guys' predictions? Gasly and Albon. That's what I've gone for. Are you, are you copying me? Or are you <laughs> copying me? I'm sure there's something going on. We can't have picked the same things all the way through. It's just the logical option, clearly. Talk to yeah. me, what did he do? Um, well, he got beaten he by Gasly. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah um, Albon. Albon was demoted. You can't demote him past Kvyat because, you know, that defies the point of the system. Yeah, I think Albon yeah. and Gasly, Red Bull will put them into the same team. Whoever comes out on top next year will get the chance back at Red Bull in two or three years' time. That's what I think will happen. Um, I, driver put, I put Gasly in Sete camera, but I'm not really feeling very confident about it. I put it last week, um, or earlier in this week when I made notes. But that's an interesting think, one. So, so my line of thought was doing at Dragon in Formula E and all yeah. So my line of thought was that I don't since I put Albon in at Red Bull and I did you know it, I didn't put him there to put um Sete Camera in, but um I've put him in at Red Bull. I think Gasly, you know, could stay. Um and then but I don't think they'd keep Gasly and Kavia for another no. season. So, no. seeing as they signed Sete Camera as their reserve driver and kind of stole him from McLaren, I kind of view that as a bit of a single of intent, not a massive one. Um, but I thought out of their out of their junior program, he seemed the kind of one that I put in. So yeah, yeah. I'm kind of not not really all in on that, but I you know that's kind yeah, of yeah. Red, Red Bull's junior program, they've they've kind of. Being left a bit empty because you got Sonoda, Drugovic in F2. Is that right? Darivola. They're not. Yeah, that's it, yeah, in as well, and they're not impressing massively. They're doing okay. Sonoda's so been alright. I'm a bit to be stuck. Yeah, but not, won, a, not, not the rookie right. level of a Schwartzman or a. Um, hmm. Actually, no, no one else really on the rookie level. Not on the rookie <laughs> level. Lungard, Lungard, let's, yeah, not the Armstrong. Level yeah, Armstrong. So yeah. Um, um, I think yeah, that a camera, he's been on the fringes for a bit too long for me, if that makes sense. I mean, I would have said the same about Latifi last year, but um, it seems to be that, like, said a camera got into Formula 2, did good, and carried on doing good. And then his 2019 season was a step back a bit. Yeah, he completely yeah. blew it because he probably could have stepped up with um, maybe even Williams for this year or. Um, or yeah, or whoever. And um but he, he just he made quite a few little errors and he just is he was there on pace well, when he was there. Yeah. But it's a well, bit like, get... just a few little things with Sete Camera yeah. that leave a lot to be desired. And he, he did well against Norris in the Carlin years, but Carlin year. But uh Norris came in and just beat him and now Norris is in F one setting the world mm. alight. And I think he did get that um is the next left. So he came into F2. He didn't. Um, he was in European F3, and he finished 11th. That was his highest 
uh, finish there, which isn't great. And then he came into F2 in 2017 and came 12th and then came 6th in 2018 and 4th in 2019. Mm. He got two wins, two poles, three fastest laps and eight podiums. I'm not much should, reading this of Wikipedia, you should have really honestly. Fought for the, you should have really fought for the title with Latifi and DeFries yeah. in Piazzo. It was a big yeah. year for him last year and he, and he didn't perform for me. Well, he's in Super Formula this year, so I guess it will just be tracking how he goes there. But it was more a case of mm. I didn't really see any of the after I put Albon to Red Bull, I didn't really see any of the options. Yeah, Formula is a good fit for him, really. I think he could do. Yeah. If you look at what Gunter's done there in Formula E, straight from Formula Not Gunter Steiner, Maximilian Gunter. Yeah, Maximilian Gunter. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that's a sight. Um, yeah, Gunter's gone there, and by the time he got taken seriously, he was winning races. So, Sete Camera, I think could do well in Formula E and if we see he's, he's signed up to just have his debut in the um, the final six races of the season for Formula E and if he does well there if he really really excels and applies himself then yeah I think we can start take, talking about him quite seriously as a Formula E to Formula 1 yeah. move I which mean, you don't really see and I think I mean Al yeah I think, sorry Freddie I think Albon nearly went to Albon nearly went nearly went to Formula E as well but then yeah he signed with Nissan Exactly. And then he, he was, he was in Valencia the doing the testing for Nissan yeah. and then had to get out of the car and Buemi had to do it all because they were having all the contract talks with Helmut Marco and Toro Rosso and they were very annoyed with Nissan. They were like, yeah, we've got this young guy. He's done really well. We've got him. No one else has. They've ignored him and we've got him. And then they're like, oh, we've lost him now. But <laughs> that brought Ollie Rowland into Formula E, which we can speak about for days because yeah. he's really good there. But anyway... So- this isn't a you, you can speak about for days. <laughs> yeah. To talk about Sete Camera, if Vettel does go to Racing Point, Red Bull will either have to do what uh, what you said, Adam, and go with Sete Camera into Alvatari, or they're going to have to go outside of their program shortly. Yeah. Because I don't but see Yuri, Danny Capri outside. They've been turned down Yuri by Vips is the well. other one. Yuri Vips is no, the other one that's ready. kind of in the program, but yeah. Nice. Um, not ready. But yeah, so. I do. Nor I don't, I don't think they've got. Wilson. I don't think they've got as much to lose though by putting him in for a season. Yeah. If if, if Alban is signed, you know, there's. Hmm. It's not like there's anyone else who's really pounding on the door. So if they do put him in for a season, and he does perform well, that's great. If he doesn't, you know, they've not really. Yeah. Lost too much. Um. So yeah, I think that's what I. Yeah, Go I can definitely see it happening, especially if Vettel does go to Racing Point. I could see it yeah. happening. Oh yeah, I can I see that happening. If it did happen, I really want him to do well because he's a handy guy. He's a good driver, mm. but like, it's, mm. there's a touch that he's got left. And you do see it with some drivers is that there's a sort of like level they can get to in the junior formula, but they can really click in Formula One. Yeah. And actually, we spoke about Djokovic um, when it mentioned him. He didn't do so well in Formula Three, but he, you know, yeah. he had a budget to get to Formula Two, and he won his second race, and he qualified in the front row in yeah. the first race, and. That's better than he's did at all in Formula Three last year. So some drivers click with other categories. Who knows? You both said um, Gasly and Albon, and that reminded me of a great line I heard from BBC commentary. I can't remember if it was Jack Nichols or Julian Palmer saying that Red Bull's kind of become the feeder team for AlphaTauri now. Yeah, <laughs> but all of all of the drivers that are coming to AlphaTauri are, are coming back from Red Bull. <laughs> They've gone and, and just... put back. 
it's just a, a site we just wouldn't have thought in about 2015 when mm. you know they Red Bull was then prime junior program moment moment yeah where, um they had Ricardo and Kvyat and in Red Bull and then Verstappen and Sainz and Toro Rosso yeah like this is the perfect thing they're just cycling through them Vettel's left to go to Ferrari um we've got a good race winner come up through the program what will Kvyat do he got he was the youngest points on debut in 2014 and then we've got wow look at this this guy's 17 that's so cool oh this guy's the son of a rally driver that's cool and then it became a bit oh they're all stuck there because mm. they're all actually quite good <laughs> um, just for someone who could go to Alpha Tower who we haven't mentioned and that's Patero Ward who was a Red Bull driver or Red Bull junior program driver last year but I think yeah. he got dropped and he's in IndyCar at the moment and he's I doing thought, quite well I thought he left, never... on, um, left by choice to go to IndyCar with McLaren yeah, yeah. I think he and left never... the Red Bull program mm, and whether Red Bull might think oh Shall we bring him back just like they did with was it Albon? They, yeah, yeah, Albon they was at Albon Red back. Yeah. after like well, nine Sete years. Camera was dropped as well. Like yeah, yeah, I was about yeah. to say. And Ilot, Ilot was dropped. Now he's doing really well in Formula Two. I yeah. think Ilot would be an interesting one because I think he's. Mm. We'll get onto this later, definitely. Mm. But um, I think he's the one who the door is a bit more shut in the driver academy for Ferrari, based on the fact that he's Callum Ilot, and that's it. But we'll, yeah, just like that. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, Red Bull so, could, could pick. I think up. he. I think he would be one who would be. I would have a lot of respect if they picked up Ilot. Yeah, just on the kind of how it's the junior program isn't really providing great stuff at the moment, as we said. Red Bull's a feeder to Alpha. Mm. Do you think there's any danger that the Red Bull second team won't stick around if there's kind of not, if effectively they're just being a uh, you know, stopping point for failed Red Bull drivers. If you'd asked me last year, I'd have probably agreed with that. But I think the fact that they've gone and done a complete rebrand with Alpha Tauri as, as the clothing yeah. brand, yeah. I think because of that, they've committed to that team for the long term. Right. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. The only way Alpha Tauri will leave is if Red Bull leave. That's the. I, yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, and now we're on to the other Alpha, which is, of course, Alpha Romeo, spelled differently. And Freddie, I'm really excited to hear what you've got for this because um, you've been doing some digging in the Ferrari Driver Academy, I hope, or what mm -hmm. you said before. So what have you got put down for Alfa Romeo? It is the 2020 Formula 2 Prima team, Robert Schwartzman oh. and Mick Schumacher. Not the same. <laughs> so well, I've got... Yeah, I've got Mick Schumacher as well, but I've gone with Kimi Raikkonen. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to retire. I can really understand I just, that. I, I can understand know. that, yeah. And the only reason I'm saying that is because, yes, he doesn't have the speed, but he's got such a big fan base. He's marketable for the team. He brings in a lot of sponsors and money just because he is Raikkonen and he's got that prestige, mm. that status. So I think he'll be what. 40 41, so just incredible, <laughs> really. Who would have thought Kimi Raikkonen would have the most Grand Prix starts, the most experienced F1 driver ever, particularly taking so, two years out? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just crazy. So, I've got a bit bored and gone with Raikkonen staying with, with Mick Schumacher. In February, my yeah. take for the season was that Raikkonen would stay. I think I'm a mm. bit, I'm being a bit more swayed by seeing a few Formula 2 races, but because I think there's a good chance that. 
uh, yeah, you kind of you've got the impression that Raikkonen is the Alfa Romeo seat and Giovinazzi is the Ferrari seat, and you kind of think, okay, well, Mick Schumacher would be the Ferrari seat, and I think Alfa Romeo wouldn't be against just putting Schwartzman in the Alfa Romeo seat, if that makes sense. I think they would want both of them if they could have them, and I think there's a good chance they can. I think it'd be an improvement on this year's lineup. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, I I think a lot of things would be an improvement on this year's lineup. I don't think there's that much going for it. Um, um, what's, your, what's your selection? So mine is going with Robert Schwartzman. Um, I think how he's done in his rookie season, he looks kind of nailed on. I don't know. It's early to say, but I kind of back him. And I've put Callum Eilat because he, I mean, it's not much to go off, but he's done better than Schumacher so far. And that's all we can go off. So I've gone with him. I think it's pretty much a toss up. Um, I would like to see a Brit at Ferrari. Um, So I like, you know, he can be that guy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I've put him. He has done well so far. He definitely seems to have kicked on from last season. Um, Yeah, it's just kind of who who really gets the drive out of him and Schumacher, I think. I think think the... um... The mind would say Eilat and the heart would say Schumacher for Ferrari as, mm. the, as a selection. And I think Ferrari have been, you know, they've been very happy to just go with the heart. And you look at their, they, they, they gave Schumacher a, their, a junior test, mm. the second race of 2019. He'd only, be, he'd only done his F2 weekend yeah. and he was already testing an F1 car. And mm. I think the hype of Schumacher is enough to put him there. But I think. If, I don't think he would do another year in an F2 even after this one. He can't afford it, I don't think, because say if he does an, an, another year in F2 and he doesn't do well, then mm. it will just look silly. If he's jumped by Schwartzman, then that doesn't look good for mm. for Mick. I'm kind of thinking about the in kind of it feels like recent years, but actually it's kind of not. But um, kind of drivers, champions, nephews. I'm thinking of PK Junior and Bruno Senna, who, uh, sorry, relations who've come up and kind of not really made a mark. And I can kind of see Schumacher being in that category, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Schumacher's the next Senna, Bruno Senna. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's, that's a good. The, uh, that's headline. a good clickbait. Yeah. What yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I was all um, ready to say I lots of Alpha 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 Tauri for it, but like, yeah. We're going with that. <laughs> um, Giovinazzi, none of us have retained him. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what people are doing for their other drives, but I've not got him in. And yeah, what's kind of, where do you think he's standing? I think if there level? wasn't such a strong driver academy, he would be a shoe in because I think he's been actually pretty good so far this year. Um, he's been better. Disagree. He's been an improvement than he was last yeah, year. Yeah, I disagree. Okay, God. fair enough. I think he's improved. Is all Against a 39, 40-year-old Raikkonen, he should be beating him for me. And yeah, I don't think, I just don't think he's quite good enough to retain his seat. Unfortunately, he, he's he's had his chances as well, and he's still got the rest of this season to prove that he does deserve to be on the grid. But I don't think he's quite he's quite there. And, and it's a shame, really, because I thought he was really good in GP2, as it was then, against Pierre Gasly, I think it was. 20... Yeah, rookie year, he brought the title down to the final race. Yeah, exactly. So I thought he was, he was really good. But he just hasn't been able to 
show that in F1, unfortunately, and it could be bye-bye to Giovinazzi at the end of this year. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't, he didn't even really seem to be mentioned in the Ferrari debate at all, which is kind of given he's their junior driver. I mean, after Vettel left or was announced as leaving, he, he kind of was never in there. And yeah, I just don't really see him staying on without that. Yeah. I'd, I'd love, you know, Raikkonen coming back for another year. I can definitely see that happening. <laughs> I, I agree with you, Nigel, in that um, I kind of think Giovinazzi's left a bit on the table. And yeah. you look at his F2 season, you think, wow, this guy's brilliant. He's got, a, he's been able to show where he is now. And then it's a bit like, he could do better. And it seems to be everything's a small victory. It's like, oh yeah, he out-qualified. And mm. it's like, yeah, he's doing a bit better than last year. But you're right, it is against Raikkonen, who he mm. should really be, he should be yeah, on top we saw, we saw Raikkonen at, at Ferrari and he wasn't, he was okay. I mean, he won once, which says it all, really. He should be winning more than yeah. one race, considering the car they had in 2018 and 2017. Yeah. Giovinazzi would have needed a Leclerc season at Sauber, now Alfa Romeo, to kind of... That mm. was what... If he'd had that, you know, he could have been in the conversation. Yeah. But, crucially, he didn't. Yeah, um, right. To be fair. Yeah. Got two teams to go. Haas is the first one. They scored their first point last week with Magnussen finishing 10th despite a late penalty yeah, they didn't oh did he still get points they got 10th yeah oh. he got a 10 second penalty which dropped him behind Sainz but he did get um, yeah, and the club just dropped Leclerc. off so much yeah wow. I'm, I'm glad kind of you know it's nice for them to I'm get I'm glad points. they got a and point because that's, that's going to tide them over really yeah and I do like Magnussen I think he is he's kind of pretty solid driver but He's he tidied himself up a bit. Yeah. He was, he was hairy he just seemed to be in 20. He, was, he, he, had, he showed promise in his first year. He a bit hairy. Mm. And I think it would yeah. be nice if he'd been kept on with Jensen Button, but obviously Alonso. And um, I think he did very well in 2016 with the dog of a Renault, but it was still a, mm. not amazing because by the end of the season, he was comfortably beaten by Palmer. And yeah. And... Um, but then once he got to Haas, he really found his footing. And he's just developed as a driver mm. quite a lot, I think, K-Mag. Yeah, he's kind of quietly developing. I heard it is beyond the grid. He said he kind of thought it was between him and Button to be kept on. And mm. he thought he would be because he'd had the better season. And like from what he was talking to people in McLaren, he thought he was going to be that. And it kind of came down to the vote or something like that between... Um, you know, Ron Dennis was on one side and the board was on the other, or you know, it was kind of that. Yeah, type that, board that, that happens quite a lot. The board were financially loving Button, wasn't it? Yeah, so he kind of thought he'd get kept on and didn't. Mm. So, but yeah, I do. Mm. I think he's kind of quietly doing well and he's doing better than Grosjean, definitely. So I'm keeping him, him on in my house lineup. lineup. Yeah, me, yeah. And I'm partnering him. Oh no, Nigel, you. Oh, yeah, I've got Magnussen in my lineup as well, alongside Robert Schwartzman. Ooh. I've got Sergio Perez. Ooh. I've got Daniel Kvyat. Ooh. Wow. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> he kept quiet when we were discussing Alpha Tauri. <laughs> and I said, oh, what's happened to Kvyat? I've read it. Oh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, 
I mean, who wants to go first, kind of discussing their thought process? Well, I think, well, for the last two years, I've thought Grosjean and Magnussen, there would be some kind of change, but there hasn't. So surely this year, there, there, has hasn't. <laughs> there has to be a change. Um, I'm sorry Magnussen. about Adam, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> we will discipline him accordingly. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, discipline. I thought there would be a, ch- a change of lineup, basically. And surely something has to happen because the driver lineup can be improved. If if you look at Renault, McLaren, the the, the driver lineup that they've got, Haas is lacking quite a bit compared to them. So I think they have to do something. I um I agree. I think they have to do something, and I still think they're in the boat if they want a driver with a bit of experience. And and Kvyat has comes as a driver who was a development driver for Ferrari. And I think if he's dropped by Red Bull, I think he, I think Haas would pick him up. I think they would rather take a driver who's proven to be, yeah, a solid performer, got the podiums, can drive to get points pretty well. And I think that's what Haas wants as a driver, which is why they've kept on Grosjean. But if Kafiat's been beaten by Gasly, why would Ferrari want to pick him up, knowing that? He's oh. not as good as Gasly or Albon. You see, this relies on um, <laughs> Kvyat being, you know, a, a decent match for Gasly. I mean, of course, Kvyat's only been shuffled out because Vettel's come to Red Bull. And that's just shuffled Albon down to AlphaTauri. And because Gasly was slightly better than Kvyat this year, albeit with Kvyat having some fairly bad engine trouble in, um, in Mugello and Portimao at the end of the season. So um, Kvyat's been a bit hard done by, I think. <laughs> Has <laughs> of picked them up. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that that they have um, have to do something. And I kind of a lot of the things that Freddie you said about Kvyat, I've kind of done that, but gone a bit higher with Perez because he is. Yeah. In mine, he's not attached to a team. Um, it's not kind of you know it's not going to be in a Ferrari sponsored seat or anything like that. But he brings his own money, which is what they're looking. For. Yeah. Um, mm. And yeah, I I think it would definitely be a backward step for Perez, but he'd stay on the grid. And if he, you know, I think that would be quite a tidy line at Magnussen and Perez. And if he can, definitely, you know, stay sharp at the team, then he can look out for kind of more seats opening up the next year. Um, so yeah, that's what I'd go for. The only thing stopping me from having Perez at Haas is. Because of the American Mexican relations, I'm not sure that's going to go <laughs> I've not down well. That. I'm not sure that's going to go down well, but that's that's the only thing that's stopping me. And I see, I think Perez is going to go to IndyCar possibly. So Ooh. I don't have Perez on, on the grid next year. Is, uh, is Gene Haas a big Republican? <laughs> I'm not sure about that. <laughs> Peter Steiner does not give two hoots <laughs> no. about politics. He's just no. there to do the job, and he will say to Gene Haas, get this guy. He also brings all this money from Carlos Slim, and ha- Gene Haas will be like, brilliant, bring it. Give it to us. Mm. We can have more, more stuff on the, the car rather than just whatever they've yeah. got, Jack and Jones. And it, it doesn't feel like it's kind of America's team, though. But I know they're based there, but that doesn't... But Haas Hill at Cota. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but but yeah, I don't know. I just it doesn't feel like it's that tied to 
the kind of nationality. I don't know. That's just my kind of take on it. Yeah, if if Perez isn't, I don't know because I said Perez is at racing point, haven't I? I didn't. Why did yeah. I say he's going to Indica? What am I on about? Never mind. <laughs> Ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forgot. Where, what I said. <laughs> how do you think that Magnus and Perez lineup would stack up? Kind of in the grid. That's line up. Yeah. Yeah. And Shrewd midfield operation. Yeah. Which and is what has need to be. It's what they've been lacking a bit in this in last year and well and yeah, definitely this year. Yeah. Yeah. I think there does has to be some change from um Grosjean. I'm sorry. It's uh there's a whole I think in twenty eighteen Paddock Pass, Will Buxton did like a whole he did, yeah. Pass puns and there's a compilation of them on YouTube, so I guess I'm taking some inspiration from that. Um inspiration. Yeah. He probably wouldn't see it that way. Um and have any of you got anything else to add on Haas, or should we go on to the last team? Uh, Nico Hulkenberg might possibly be an outsider. Yeah. I've thought I think, about that. I think yeah. they've had a few talks, haven't they? they are, mm. Yeah. That's the only other driver I could... Well, there's quite a few drivers that could be a Haas. A good Schumacher, Heidlott, Hulkenberg... If, if I were given a be choice between all of them, Hulkenberg would be bottom of my list, pretty much, because I think he'd be too expensive. I think with the Ferrari mm. Driver Academy, you get some cash from Ferrari, presumably. With a with mm. Perez, you get money from Mexico. Um, I think Haas really would consider that if it's all on all on the table for them. Yeah, I mean, will Haas well, it's going stay to in the sport? Absolutely. I mean, there's there's kind of some question marks over that. I think if Perez came in with an influx, cash influx, that'd definitely help. But do you I think, think they, there is? I think they will stay in the sport. I think there's um, the, the regulation change has been something that has to be very candid about pushing for. And it is happening, obviously, the budget yeah. cap and all of that jazz. So I think Haas are going to be keen for that. I think it all depends mm. on how that goes for the next sort of five years or so. But I think they do have a bit of a commitment based on that. Unless they're bought out by, I don't know, Campos. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm 50-50 with Haas staying because we haven't heard anything we're not sure what's happening what Gene Haas wants to do with the team because it looks like they're not going to succeed in F1 anytime soon so he might be thinking what's the point in staying here you know but especially mm-hmm. if, if they are going to be running at the back so I'm not 100% sure if Haas will stay it's not been talked about a lot surprisingly but it's definitely something to watch out for but F1 cannot afford to go down to nine teams. This is something to talk yeah. about at yeah. a later time, but F1 seriously need has mm. to stay. Mm, I think the, the problem with passes, I don't see them really improving that much yeah, next season. Yeah. So they're going to be kind of at the back for another season before mm. the regulation change. Yeah. But um, we'll have to move on now to the final team. Not as much to talk about there. It's George Russell and Nicholas Latifi, both are contracted. Um, they announced recently, was it last week? Um, yeah, Russell's, Russell's been retained. It's the last year of his deal with Williams. And we said Mercedes kind of potentially had some interest, but there's been a hands-off sign. Um, so he's contracted till the end of 2021 and Latifi a year longer till the end of 2022. Talking points, are there any? Good lineup. Oh. Mm, I don't know if it's... Russell's good. Russell's good. Latifi's rich. <laughs> I think from, from Williams, they had to try and try to try and, yeah, try and to secure 
no place on the grid next year with mm. a new sponsor and stuff like that. I think the drivers is the least of the worries right now. Well, so retaining yeah. Russell will have been massive for that staying yeah. on the grid though. If they lost him and had to bring in Roy Nisani, <laughs> would be so good. He did a good dive bomb in one race in Austria. Give him benefit of the doubt. <laughs> well, I mean, Aiken and Latifi would be, I think, leaving a bit to be desired as a lineup. Um, yeah. I, I, was just rate, gonna... I don't rate Jack, Jack Aiken. I don't He's really. not done very well this season. I quite I think like he gets rated by the, the fact. I think he gets rated by the fact that he's affiliated with WTF1 so people know who he is. Yeah, I've never really rated him at all. No. I thought his performance against George Russell as teammates in Formula 2 left a lot to be desired from Jack Aitken, unfortunately. He's a lovely guy. and He he had a good second season in Formula 2, but this one has just fallen away from him. And he is with Campos, who aren't necessarily a front-running outfit. But, yeah. Mm. I, I think Latifi yeah. is a better option than Aitken. I think that was it last season. Yeah. He he, If he'd kind of had a continuation or been fighting at the front, then, you know, I'd say, yeah. And he has, this is his third season as a reserve driver, test driver, whatever. But, yeah, he's just not kind of showing anything so far. Um, the other drivers on the scrap heap um, that we've kind of gone through, so there's Kvyat, Giovinazzi, are there any other, and Raikkonen for me and Freddie, are there any other big name omissions that you can think of? We've not, we've not spoken about Grosjean. He's obviously been dropped by all of us. Oh, yeah. I forgot about him completely. <laughs> um, yeah. What do we all think? Do we just think he's had his time? He sort of missed, missed the boat? Yeah. Been a bit yeah I think there are better options. I think there are better options out there for Haas. Like, we were all discussing, you know, mentioned Hulkenberg, Kvyat, Perez. Um, I think they'd all probably be, and Gasly, I think they'd all be upgrades on Grosjean at the moment. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I don't know, because I thought he wouldn't be on the grid this year and the year before, yet he's managed to do it. So, <laughs> he could stay on for all we know. I, I don't think he should, uh. because I don't think he's done enough against Magnussen. But, yeah, we, I, I really don't know about Haas. There's six or seven drivers that could be in that Haas team, really. And so, same mm. with Alpha, in a way. There was some yeah. discussion on um, Ted Kravitz's Kravitz's notebook, and he said that Grosjean kind of gave an implication that he probably would retire out of choice from Formula 1, perhaps. And that was something that kind of surprised mm. me. He seems to have been someone who's happy to just hang on a bit. But I think mm. he's kind of realised that. And in the lockdown... He um he started his own esports team. He sort of moved his yeah. own brand a bit out there, and think maybe he could move into sports cars, maybe do a bit more Le Mans kind of thing or Daytona, IMSA, that kind of side of it. And yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Grosjean does go down that route. I don't think he would do IndyCar. No, I think I think he's such a safety you, conscious driver. Yeah, the ovals. I think some of the F1 drivers they might be a little bit you know worried and maybe even scared. Because, you yeah. know, the IndyCar and the Ovals is just something else. It's a whole new motorsport. It's just incredible. Jensen Button has been very, very candid yeah. about not wanting to do Indy 500 or IndyCar just because it, it absolutely terrifies him. Yeah. And Grosjean's and, I mean, got children yeah. as well. All these guys yeah. have been friends with Dan Weldon and Justin Wilson, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, I 
and I can't really see him as a landing spot for Grosjean is the other thing. Um, you know, we've, we've all we've all had uh, drive <laughs> driver That's a um, big downgrade. <laughs> we we've all had drivers Grosjean kind of changing. <laughs> we've all had like drivers, you know, swapping teams. You've got Fiat, I've got Perez, you know, all of that. But I just can't see another landing spot for Grosjean. Yeah, like that. Um, yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Um, the other driver that's probably just worth touching on a bit is Guan Yu Zhou. Once the Renault seat was announced and he wasn't in it, I feel like that was a big nail in the coffin of his kind of ambitions, certainly there. He's had a kind of tough start. He was on for a win at the Red Bull Ring and then retired. Um, yeah, is, is there kind of anything to say on him? I think him and Mick Schumacher, and we can talk about F2 maybe in more detail in uh, in, in another episode, him and Schumacher mm. have had really bad luck. And uh, mm. what the, where they are in the standings doesn't really represent how good yeah. they've been. Guanujo has kind of been outperformed by the rookies this year, which has surprised me because he's, mm. was it last year? His, his he was top rookie F2. last year. Yeah, yeah. so... He's kind of been expected to do really well, and he hasn't been able to do that, which kind of justifies uh, what I was thinking a few weeks ago with Renault opting to choose Alonso over Guan Yu Zhou because yeah. we just didn't know how Zhou would go across this season. And so far, he's he's not set it on fire like, like he's needed to, really. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Taking off on C2022. No, I don't think he will. But uh, just I think that's on how he, where he puts himself for 2021. Yeah. If he ends up doing another F2 season, it's going to be a little bit. Yeah. It's a must win. A must win if he doesn't win. Yeah, yeah, it really I think, is. I think I can really see him going to Formula E. Yeah. yeah. I, don't know, I don't know who in place of um, because the Formula Sports E cars maybe. at the moment. Yeah. The driving markets yeah. around other motor series at the moment are just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, Unless anyone else can think of another kind of major drive that we've missed out, I certainly can't. Um, then we'll wrap that up for the winging it F1 slash FE podcast this week. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but obviously, well. people listening, yeah, people listening, give us your thoughts. Who do you think is going to go where? Do you disagree with what we've said? Do you agree with what we've said? Um, are you listening at all? Who knows? But, um, get us on <laughs> no Twitter and in the YouTube comments. Um, and yeah, we'll be really interested to see all your suggestions. Um, so yeah, have you guys got anything to add? Um, obviously, just we'll plug ourselves again. Fred Coates, 1999 on Twitter. Yeah, I'm Nigel C. Journal. Sorry, Adam. It's <laughs> all right. And I'm at Adam Dickinson 01. And we've also got the Winging It Twitter, which is at Winging It F1. Um, and check us out I know and Freddie where can you find us even though you already have found us yeah you've definitely found us already to get to this point you can find us all (laughs) over the place we're on our podcast providers website which is Acast we're on Spotify we're on iTunes we're obviously on YouTube Um, we're as Adam said are on Twitter we'll probably try and eke ourselves out a bit move ourselves into Deezer at some point that kind of thing um if you guys want to listen to us there, you can have a more on-the-go experience listening to the audio version, obviously, if you want to listen to us in your car for some reason, or at the gym, which are opening in the UK on Saturday, I think. So go and listen to us in the gym. Um, 
or if you're not in the UK, in somewhere. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah, that wraps <laughs> yeah. it all up. It's been our longest episode so far. I think we had a lot of things that we kind of been pushing back. I will talk about that next week um, to get through. But I've really enjoyed it as usual, and we'll be back next week for our British Grand Prix preview. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to that seeing how it goes but um in the meantime thank you very much for watching or listening and we'll see you all then bye